Adolin stumbled to a stop. From this vantage point, he could see the city. Stormfather. Tens of thousands of parchment flooded in through the broken gates or crossed nearby sections of the wall. Figures glowing with dark light zipped through the air. Those seemed to be gathering in formations nearby, perhaps for an assault on the Oathgate platform. Adolin took it all in and admitted the terrible truth. His city was lost. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 85, 86, and 87. Uh, this is the end of part three, everyone. So if you haven't done your reading or if you're um, picking the wrong episode, I would suggest you going back and making sure you've done those things. We are unfortunately going to have to take a hiatus and we're not really sure how long. Um, Jack and I are going to talk a little bit about it in the episode proper, but um, Jack and his wife Linda are going to get Linda some major surgery in Spain and with how long they're going to be there and recovery time when they get back. I'm just not sure when we're going to get to record yet next. So we will let you know as soon as we know. Hopefully it'll only be a couple of weeks. Um, if it is any kind of longer, we will uh, talk about what we're going to do to fill the time because we don't want you to miss our ear, uh, our voices in your earballs. We love you and thank you so much for the support so far. Um, it's been three and a half years we've been doing this and we don't plan on stopping even if we go away for a few weeks. We love you and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and damnation, he hates this place. It's Jack. What's up, man? Yeah, I hate this place. What a, what an amazing last line to this yeah. part. So it gives from, us a little from bit of- From Azure, right? Yeah, yeah. It gives us a, that, that she knows, she knows Shades Bar, she know, and she's been here enough been to here hate before. it. before. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to hate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's the part I'm not so keen on, Yeah, is the hating this place. Mm -hmm. I, I can't stand the beads. How What's did you, uh, how did you like finishing the, uh, part three? Well, I'm happy to be here because mm -hmm. that means I'm closer and closer to catching up with where this whole thing is. Yeah. So that's great. That's great. Um, did not expect them to get thrown into, uh, a well. Yeah. Essentially with these, uh, you know, and separated from the conflict on the oath yeah. gate and, and just how strange it is to have everyone in what like a holding pattern mm -hmm. like you've got you've got all these armies from the other high lords <clears throat> back in um urathiru waiting to get transported over mm -hmm. and they can't they can't yeah that that chapter's crazy eh where dalinar's it's just crazy. like what the hell 
what the hell? Like, because mm-hmm. you're waiting for war and it's just on hold. And smarmy Taravangian. Oh, oh geez, man, I favorite. know the last he's line. He's one of there. my favorite characters in this whole series. Really? Just he's so like just the way that Sanderson writes him, where we know stuff, but no one else right. around Taravangian knows stuff. Yeah. And there's like you're just reading between every single line of dialogue that he has. <clears> it's just really great. And his duality is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Because then you don't know which Teravangian to love yeah. or hate. Or you don't even know which one you're 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 sitting with by you're the dealing fire. With? Yeah. Yeah. Um let me let me yeah, first before we, we, we get into this here, let me ask you a couple things. Um okay. we had a live read episode um last yeah. episode and um you know mm-hmm. with live reads and stuff we don't really get a chance to chat. Sometimes we even just forget to chat about it afterwards, but I didn't mm-hmm. really want to forget this one. Because a couple of things happened that I think we should go over again. Um, how do you, how are you feeling about Elokar? Well, as I was, as I was saying to you earlier, I, I wasn't expecting to get so teary eyed, Mm -hmm. um, during that whole thing. I was really reading it line by line and, uh, and in the moment, and again, I love that Sanderson's able to do that with his writing is that line by line, it changes, you know, like a from heartbeat to heartbeat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like you're following it along and he's about to say the words. And to be honest with you, that whole thought of Elokar becoming radiant, I hadn't really thought I had put that on the back burner somehow. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it coming until it, it was happening. And I think Kaladin was encouraging him to say the words. Yeah. Like, yeah he said, say you know, it, do it, like do yeah. it. Like, and I'm like, oh my, and again, like I'm yeah, getting goosebumps, goosebumps about yeah. it right now. And in the moment I was like, oh my gosh. And then when I saw the ellipsis mm-hmm. <clears throat> coming up in the text, mm-hmm. that's when I knew something bad was going to happen. You know, it's even, it's so even visually, worse uh, than we really, that? it's even worse than when we really think if we think about <clears throat> a night radiant. As soon as mm-hmm. he finishes those, that line yeah. of journey before destination, he doesn't right. say destination. It's journey, journey before. And if he says destination, if he gets mm-hmm. to say that one word before he's killed, that spear thrust that Moash does doesn't really kill him. Right. His radiants are very hard to kill. You know, he might've been able to suck up some, uh, stormlight, stormlight just somewhere and around it. and then he might've survived it. We've seen Shalon do it many times. We've seen Kaladin yeah. do it many times. We've seen Kaladin survive a, a shard blade, you know, having, you know, his legs go limp or his arm go limp and then being able to survive it. So Elokar is lit- literally one word away from n- surviving that, 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 that fight. It wasn't even what really a great a alternate title to that chapter, eh? One word, or you could have called one word might have been a an alternate title or destination. Yeah, you could have done dot 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 like the ellipses <clears throat> destination as the title. Yeah, yeah. retroactively giving it to alternate ch- chapter titles. I like an alternate this. title. Yeah, I mean that's that's what was so heartbreaking about it. But as I mentioned to you, like I can't, I'm just not allowing Moash to to deny him that. Right, like completing and saying it and becoming Mm -hmm. like being given the powers you know it's it's uh he was worthy at the end he was worthy yeah so that's why i would describe in my fandom of this series Mm -hmm. i would describe king elokar as a radiant right i would right what a turnaround for this character as well right in these last what a turnaround yeah and that's another thing that i feel a little guilty about is is um 
holding on to sort of the bratty king kind of nature mm-hmm. to him, jealous of Dalinar. <clears throat> like, I think I clung too heavily onto that. And as he was experiencing change, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing him to do I, so. Uh, I went behind but you this... and grabbed your soul shoulders and I massaged that feeling right into you. I used some A535 because you had a sore back and I just massaged that, those, those good feelings <laughs> about Elkar right in there. Oh yeah. A little higher, a little higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was on top of it from the beginning. I, it's, I've been playing a long game with you for, with Elkar, even at the very beginning. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I kind of like him. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, it was a, an amazing uh, build up and live read. Really, it was. I really mean, it's yeah. uh, again, again. I was surprised at how much emotion I had kept in there for Elokar, mm-hmm. and uh, and also Moash. The one thing that that I don't know. I don't know if it stupefies me or or no. It um, it just um, it's Kaladin's freezing up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the one thing that I that I don't fully understand. Like I I get it mechanically mm-hmm. in terms of the story. Yeah, surrounded okay. by like five different factions. All of them were maybe not five, but several different factions. All of them were mm. people he didn't want to kill. Didn't he couldn't find what the the right side to be on. Right. Yeah, the conflict within him to protect. And then ended up not protecting the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a strange one that's gonna that's gonna haunt me for a while. It, is him freezing up, like looking in all these different directions of the battles and mm-hmm. the, and the characters involved, it's and like just he, clamming up. It's like, like he lost his sense of honor because there was no honor in killing the Parshman, and there was no honor in siding with the Parshman because the Parshman were fighting his new his new squad. And he just, and every angle, he just didn't see an, a way out. And he lost his right. sense of honor because he didn't know what to do. Now, I say that kind of very lightly because I don't know if I necessarily believe that myself, but I feel like he, he lost his grasp on, on his stormlight, on his abilities, because he was just maybe just so overwhelmed. Like he, maybe he had like a radiant panic attack or whatever, you know? Well, I, I, I kind of like your this, sort of this like spinning compass kind of thing, like not knowing which way where north. to put yeah. your effort because everywhere he was looking was, well, I don't want to deal with Saw. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to strike him down no. on here. And I'm not going to protect like, Saw so, from Beard and Noro, these guys that I just became yeah. friends with. And and then there's Drahi and, uh, and, you know, uh, Scar, Scar with me yeah. and now Elokar and, oh my God, Moash, like legit my best friend, you know, like his now Just here. shows up and, yeah, yeah and, and, and gives me and the fucking kills him. pseudo bridge four <clears throat> salute. Right. What it, he might as well have given him double middle finger. Oh, it's double. You know oh I mean? yeah. Yeah. I don't think those fists were fully closed. <laughs> I think it was, <laughs> I really don't yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so I have another thing I, I want to bring up and mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this kind of all week and, um, oh. the scene when a Sudan says I've taken Ace it into Sudan. me, yep. queen a Sudan. Yep. Mm-hmm. She says she's taken the gemstone into her and then she comes yep. out and she turns into this sort of monstrosity of, uh, of like a bad guy or whatever. Mm hmm. Crystal jutting out of her and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, jutting out. Yeah. 
I feel like this might be the fulfillment of something you've been saying for three books. Really? That humans can become void bringers. Because I would classify what she did as something that only Parshman were supposed to do. She changed her form. She became something else. She brought an evil ancient spren into her and became a monster. And like, that's the thing that they say that the Parshman are going to do. That's what they say about the void bringers. And you've been saying for books now that at the possibility of this yeah i i I didn't really quite make that i'm glad so i'm really glad we're covering this connection in the first four times i read it but i was thinking about this week this episode here that we're doing right now and what we're going to talk about because i wanted to revisit last episode and i was like wait a minute i think a sudan gives jack that whole oh my god i was right because i think her turning <laughs> into this monster makes makes it yay so one of my right. wild theories wow, is right. yeah, i love you it got it ding 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 what's we yeah, had ding ding what, what's my score so far um one <clears throat> we have like one. two two right to like 39, <laughs> right, 39 insane million. yeah 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 <laughs> Oh god! But um, yeah, I think that I think that's that that's what this means. I like that. that you were that it, that we saw a human transform into a monster right. and become, yeah, become void. Yeah, uh, adjacent. A void adjacent. <laughs> void adjacent. It's not void bringers. I'm a void adjacenter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just thought. What do you think about that? Do you like you? You've no, been I, talking about this for a while. <clears throat> yeah. I think that that uh, I think that you're right, and I really like the idea that one of my wild theories or little uh, mm-hmm. you know hopes would would actually come true. I to be honest with you, as it was described and as we were reading it, I just kind of took it all in, just right. just at you know face value that she was transforming, bringing this power. But I hadn't really quite thought enough about that. Oh well, this is it. This right. is the proof. Right. I think this, this shows it, that it, it is proof, like in a, <clears throat> in a like a technicality kind of way. I think because I think your theory mm-hmm. was more on a grand scale of like why is it that, that it's the parchment that that have to be um, corrupted or whatever? C- can't humans be corrupted? And and Asudon is an, uh, an example of that. But this is like one one human having figured out well, one, one way to be able to harness evil magic or something. Do you know what I mean? Like. The one, the one little clue that the Parshman <clears throat> that I, or the story is sort of giving us, I think, is is that the Parshendi didn't want the return of their gods. Right, right. So I think that, unless I'm getting this wrong, I think that the Parshendi had this happen to them or saw their gods get out of control and then rejected them uh, to try to, I guess, not become... Uh, subject to something like this to become a void bringer. It's even more flimsy than that, I think, because the current Parshendi who didn't want their gods to return didn't mm-hmm. know why they didn't want their gods to return. They just knew that through songs that have been passed along through the oh, oral tradition, okay. oral they, tradition. They, they were warned to not bring them back. But to those not... Parshendi weren't around when it happened. They wouldn't have when any it ha- clue. Okay. Right? That's even cooler because then that's like a, a past event right. that, their, that their people had kind of dealt with Mm -hmm. and then and then you know included a a warning in their tales in their right and then you know thousand years later or whatever and then venley comes along and goes fuck that we're dying on these fucking plateaus we need something to fight this war 
She's more pragmatic at that point. She sorry, who who was saying this? Venley. Venley's oh, the Venley, one who kind yeah. of discovered these new forms, right? Oh, and I'll admit right now, since you mentioned her name, I did. I cheated, and I looked at the title of the interlude, and it said Venley. <gasps> Why so would you cheat. do that? It's okay. I'm I don't sorry. mind. I don't mind. Just don't read stuff. But uh, yeah, um, I didn't read anything. But to I did conclude look that, I think I think that I think that it came true. It might not be exactly what you thought, but I think technically, no, not necessarily, a human. But changed form and became a void bringer type monster. Yeah. So I think right. that you're, I think yeah. that you were right. So. Yeah. So I'm, little, I, oh, little I'm getting a clap. clap. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm getting a slow clap. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. And uh, I guess then the next thing that I would question or worry about is, can it happen to a radiant? Right. Right. Because Acedon, as far as we know, was not, um, was not radiant or nope. on a on a progression to being so. Right. <clears throat> and she so said she had to take the gem heart into her. So right. some weird Frankenstein-y surgery maybe happened. We don't really know what happened uh, to, to, to allow her to be, to get there. But she was able yeah. to figure something out and became, became this monster. So, yeah. F- for the, for the void bringers that are Parshendi, are they going through a similar transformation well then i don't remember hearing that they're like the, they're i know that their carapace or their their um their forms are, are different but the, the the difference between them is that they are being changed by ancient beings who existed a long time ago like the souls of ancient beings and they mm. stop being themselves like uh venley's um venley's like mate her once mate became yeah. a completely different person when that ancient being, which we thought we were, they were spren at first, but I don't think they're spren, but this mm. ancient soul came into it and took over the gem's heart. That, that person stopped being and a new person started being, do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, not right. the same as changing form. This is changing completely. You're being inhabited. Yeah, yeah. You're being possessed. And then, then they, they even said, I yeah. think that the person who was once this host is now dead. Wow. Right. Yeah. Which is why I was lucky for Venley to get out of that and not have that happen to her. So. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you okay, want to. So, yeah. Let's read so, these. Uh, so to finish off uh, part, part three, three yeah. we are going to cover the last three chapters. 85. Grieve later. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone. I can't say it. I must whisper. I foresaw this. Don't tell anyone I can't say. That's how this chapter begins. I must whisper. Hmm. I can't say it. I must whisper. Do you think this is um, someone... Well, what do you... Well, I mean, because I, I, I don't know. I don't really sure know. This, this is kind referring. of a um, an innocuous one. It could mean anything. <clears throat> um, hmm. It doesn't seem to have befitting with the last few... Uh, chapter epigraphs which were about being able to trap um, an unmade an unmade yeah um this could have something to do with it but we don't really know what it relates to no well this chapter begins with adolin he's shoving down his emotion mm-hmm. of seeing elicar dead adolin was recalling that this was one of the first battlefield lessons that his father had taught him mm-hmm. to grieve later yeah kind of like that it's a, it's a practical way of getting through war. When you I've, know, you have to keep your head on yeah. so you can continue getting yeah. through it. You have to keep going. And then 
and then you'll grieve later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was more of like a, um, like um, when you put your armor on, you put your greaves on later. Like greaves later. Your greaves. Like I don't need them right now. <laughs> I'll put those on later. Yeah. I'll put those on later. <laughs> when I don't need them, I'll put on my, 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 uh, when my I need greaves. them, I'll put them on. <laughs> Adolin pulls Kaladin out uh, along the sunwalk while Scar and Dre, he guarded their retreat. I, I like that. I like that Scar and Dre, he are yeah. sort of the, the sentinels here, mm-hmm. uh, as they get everyone else to safety. Um, encouraging the last of the wall guard to run or limp. Yeah. Run or limp. That's where they're at Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. whole confrontation. Run or limp to safety. Kaladin stumbled along. I want to make note here. There's several sort of, um, I I guess, uh, verbs, if you will, to describe what the characters are doing. So stumbling Mm -hmm. is definitely, uh, what Kaladin and Adolin are doing. Mm -hmm. Like they are beaten down. Mm Mm-hmm. So Kaladin stumbles along, though he didn't appear wounded, he stared with a glazed overlook. Those were the eyes of a man who bore the kinds of wounds that you couldn't fix with bandages. And this gets back to the thing that we talked about with his scars. Mm-hmm. And how his scars won't heal. And I always fa- right. feel like his scars won't heal until he's able to heal inside. He's not going to be able to heal right. that, that outside. Right. And he's back at that moment where he's... He's yeah. got wounds on the inside right now that um, are it's not doing so good for him. No, and um, yeah, like I, I really, I, I wonder if we'll ever get to that point with that character. That's an interesting thing to think about mm-hmm. is whether he'll finally be able to heal his scars and, you know, not, I mean, will, will Kaladin ever be not the brooding, you know, yeah. concerned hero? Well, if we think about know. it with like, you know, traumatic events and stuff, like he... He still has stuff to deal with, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we, we found out about uh, Tien's death, but he never really seemed to deal with it. Shalon is dealing with her shit right now. Like, we saw mm-hmm. the, that's, that amazing scene with Wit, with the girl who stood yes. up. Like, this is her trying to work through her trauma, right? Work through it, yeah. So, and I love that Sanderson includes this in there. You know, heroes maybe, can't maybe just if... turn, the, uh, turn the light switch on and be okay, you know? Perhaps if Shalon is able to to get herself sorted, she might play a role in helping Cal. Maybe, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. He ha- Kaladin has referred to her as like what Tn used to do, right? Was make everyone right. else's day brighter and better, and right. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good guess. Okay, so they eventually poured out onto the Sunwalk, onto the Oathgate platform, where Azure's soldiers held firm. Her surgeons running up to help the wounded who had escaped the bloodshed, <clears throat> the bloodbath in the eastern gallery. Scar and Drahi dropped to the platform guarding the sunwalk to prevent the Queen's Guard or Parsman from following. Mm-hmm. Adolin stumbled to a stop. So a little earlier, Kaladin stumbled, a- Adolin stumbled. Mm-hmm. From this vantage, he could see the city. And he's just one exclamation or a, a thought here or exclamation, Stormfather. Tens of thousands of parchment were flooded in through the broken gates or across the nearby sections of the wall, figures glowing with dark light zipping through the air. Yeah, he realizes the terrible truth. Mm-hmm. His city was lost. Yeah. So he knows it. Yeah. And uh, 
I I did wonder. <clears throat> I, I don't I'm not sure, so sure I was thinking of it here, but as they got closer to the oath gate mm-hmm. and onto the platform and this and inside the the compound, I was thinking. I wonder if something nuts is going to happen here, where Kaladin comes out of his of his uh, stupor or whatever. You know, yeah, his you know his you know, shelling up, and he opts to stay alone. Like, I was wondering if something absolutely nuts was going to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't. Um, but that, I will admit, that was a thought I had is, oh my gosh, is something like, you know, one one man against, you know, thousands, thousands. kind of thing yeah. was going to start taking place here. Right. Um, I think you're right in hoping for that. But <clears> like, yeah, I love that we don't get it. Like, I really love the fact that Cal is distraught right now and not able to be mm-hmm. a hero it humanizes no, so much he's for turned me. off yeah, yeah I, I love it because we we all can't be at our best all the time no that's you know? true and I, I love that I th- it just makes him that much more an enjoyable character to me no I, I agree and and it, it's it's like I said a little earlier it's the spinning compass he doesn't know where to put forth his effort mm-hmm mm-hmm because are because all around him he sees people to protect, yeah. including Moash. Yeah. Like, why didn't he strike Moash down? Right. Well, I mean, after killing the king, he could yeah, have. He could have, but he was frozen with shock. He and, could have. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, I think ultimately because everywhere he looked, he saw those that he must protect. Right. Right. I think or, that's exactly it. Or those it. that he. That's or those exactly that it. he must care. Like he has to care. Someone has to care. Yeah. I think it comes down to his, that's what we said earlier about <clears> honor <throat> and losing honor. And he saw everyone needed protecting and he didn't know which one to do. I, 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 I would, I would argue that perhaps his inaction was him retaining his honor. Maybe. Yeah. Because either way he'd be cutting someone down that he yeah. was supposed to protect. Yeah. You, you might be yeah. right. Actually, that actually works way better than having lost his honor is he, he, he held onto it so tightly that he didn't know who to attack. He couldn't right. let himself attack anyone that didn't deserve it. Right. Yeah. So it's, it stayed his blade. It stayed his, you know, his action. Like, and then, uh, but as a soldier that's fucked him up now because he, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you're right. It's a really, com- it's very complex, complex and, uh, you're right. It is. It is better that we, that we don't get it. But I, I was wondering if we were going to get yeah, something right. nuts Some awesome, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The terrible truth: the city was was lost. All forces hold the platform. He heard himself saying, but passed the word. I'm going to take us to Urethiru. I kind of like this too. He heard himself saying, almost like there's a part of him, like he's shouting orders of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But there's another part of him that's probably just in in awe and shock and sadness about what's happening. His training has taken over. Right. And you really see right. in this chapter. He just starts giving <clears throat> orders out and giving the right orders and he but and we get to be in his POV and we get to see he's like completely confused and scared and but he's he's reacting the way that he was trained, right? Absolutely. Get as many people to safety as possible. Sir, a soldier calls out. Civilians are crowding the base of the platform trying to get up the steps. Let them Adolin shouts, get as many people up here as you can. Hold against any enemy who tries to reach the platform top, but don't engage them if they don't press. We're abandoning the city. Anyone not on the platform in 10 minutes will be left behind. This is kind of like when you're on a school trip and the bus is leaving. 
Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like, look, we're not waiting. Yeah. You know, you've had your time at the museum. Yep. It, you're, it's your responsibility to get mm-hmm. back. I don't care what you bought at the gift shop, you're standing, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yep. We're leaving. Yeah. You better get on. <laughs> That's how it was back in our day, but nowadays they'll wait a half yeah. hour for a kid to pee. <laughs> they'll wait a half an hour. Yeah. Um, okay, it's not quite like I do, like I just said, but anyway. I do like the I do like it though. Kaladin followed dazed after what he's been through. Aelin was thinking, I wouldn't have expected that anything could phase him, not even Elicar's. No, grieve later. Mm-hmm. Azure. Stood guard in the doorway to the control building, holding the pack full of gemstones. Brightness Devar told me to clear everyone else out, the High Marshal said. Something's wrong with the device. Adolin cursed. Shalon was kneeling on the ground beside a mirror, or before a mirror, looking at herself. Behind, Kaladin steps in and settles down on the floor, placing his back to the wall. Shalon, Adolin says, we need to go now. But... But the city has fallen. Transfer the entire platform, not just the control building. We need to get as many people as we can to safety. My men on the wall, it, uh, Azure was saying, they're dead or routed. Adolin says, gritting his teeth, I don't like it any more than you do. The king, the king is dead. The queen has joined the enemy and I'm ordering our retreat, Azure. We gain nothing by dying here. She drew her lips to a line but didn't argue further. This is my highlight You're right, here. He's, this is my him, highlight of Adolin taking command. Yeah. The king's dead. And in this circumstance, I am the next in line to com- command this mission. Mm-hmm. Like without even f- missing a beat, this is what we're doing. Get in line. I love it. You're right. It's, it's, it is pretty great. Yeah. And also in, in the face of Kaladin being shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been Adolin's call, I think, regardless. Even if Cal it would have been, was fully, you're right, it would have been fully functional, able to do stuff. Adolin would have made yep. these calls anyways, because this is his. This is what he's been bred for: is for command. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it's great to see him in this in this moment. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Like we have to leave now, and Shalon's like, uh, "This is this is not working." <laughs> yeah. Like, how much more worse could this be for them? Like right. they're trying to get people out. Kaladin is switched off. It's like you yeah. know, what's wrong with your droid? Nothing. He's like he's <laughs> he's a wrong. blown up. He's a blown up C three PO. He's not functioning. Um, Adolin uh, Shalon whispers, "The heart was a trick." I didn't chase it off. I left on purpose. Or sorry, it left on purpose. I think the Voidbringers intentionally left Kaladin and his men alone only after a brief fight. They let us come here because the Oathgate is trapped. Right. How do you know? Adolin asks. And this kind of shocks him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to her. Her? Ja Anat, the taker of secrets. She says that if we engage the device, we'll be caught in a disaster. Adolin took a deep breath. Do it anyway. It's the only. It's, they have it's what, are, the only what else way. are they going to do? Just die on the platform? You die on the platform, or the only other thing to do would be like, listen, listen, Bridge Boy. If Cal what, could get his shit up. together, he yeah, could lash them all, up. and they could all fly away. 
right? But they were still not going to save all those people that are climbing on the platform. He's only going to be able right. to lash like the little group of them, like Azure, Adolin, Shalon, and then um, with Scar and Drahi, maybe he'd be able to do a few other people, like all lashed mm-hmm. together. But he's not saving those hundreds and thousands of people that are clamoring onto the, on the, the platform right now. This is the best bet to be able to try to save people. Just do it anyways. So we get a little POV uh, change here. A little POV change here. Do it anyway. Shalon understood the implication. How could they trust an ancient spren of odium? Perhaps Shalon really had driven the Black Heart away, and in a panic to keep the humans from escaping, Shah Anat was now stalling. Do you believe that? Yeah. It's... Or do you believe um, Shah Anat is telling the truth? I believe Shah Anat is telling the truth. Well, we, we know um, that she does tell the truth because we know where activating the Oath Gate sends them, right? So we know that right. she wasn't being completely a liar about it not working properly. But in the mm-hmm. moment when you're reading this, are you thinking, yeah, you know what, do it anyways because we can't trust the unmade? Or are you like, you know what, she seems to be telling the truth? I thought it, that it, that she was telling the truth. Okay. So, I mean, I was concerned about this whole thing, yeah. about this, this trap. Um, what I wonder is, without Ja Anat, mm-hmm. what would have happened? Right. Like... Was the Oathgate compromised in a way that we don't really understand here? Like, were they led there on purpose and it was because of Shalon's ability to converse and connect with Jeanat, mm-hmm. that's what saved them? I think so. I think, I think so. Right. Yeah. There's something about Shalon that Jeanat felt like maybe she could trust. And remember I, t- I read to you in the mm-hmm. uh, info dump last episode that um, Buzzkill Joe, uh, thanks a lot to Buzzkill Joe for everything he does for us. Um, he included a quote from one of the epigraphs that may have indicated that one of the unmade were not evil. That one right. amongst will right. betray the others. Will betray the others. And that a lot of right. people think that that has to do with the, the unmade and that, mm-hmm. that Ja'anat could be one of the unmade that doesn't necessarily have um, the evilest of intentions. Um, so Ja'anat was now stalling. Yeah, what uh, pattern, she whispers, what do you think? And pattern is like, mm, lies. There are so many lies. I don't know. Shalon, I cannot tell you. Mm-hmm. Kaladin slumps by the wall. Again, slumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it earlier? Uh, stumbles. Like, mm-hmm. just in the worst shape imaginable. Staring sightlessly, it says here. Dead inside. Mm-hmm. She couldn't remo- recall ever seeing him in such a state. Get ready, Shalon says, summoning pattern as a blade. Trust is not mine, said the figure in the mirror. You will not give my children a home. Not yet. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. You will not give my children a home. Not yet. Trust is not mine. Who is this speaking? Shalon? Or is this... This is Jean Jean Not. The figure in the mirror. In the mirror, right. Trust is not mine. 
Yeah, I don't. I I I was trying to think about. It. I I couldn't piece anything together. Mm-hmm. The next the next line she says too is uh, is kind of grouped with that, but it's it's also equally confusing. Shalon pushed the blade into the lock, and it melded to match pattern's shape. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. I will show you. Jeanat said. I will try. My promise is not strong, for I cannot know. But I will try. Try what? Shalon asks. Try not to kill you. With those words haunting her, Shalon engaged the oath gate. Do you, th- I, I, do you think she's Jaanat is talking about the activation of the oath gate right here? I will try not to kill you. Or do you think she's talking about like the future and future dealings with her? I will show you. I promise, uh, my promise isn't strong for I cannot know, but I will try. Meaning like, I'll try to be on your side going forward or she's, Jean-Anat is going to try to do what she can for this transfer of the oath gate. So I hadn't thought about uh, a possibility of it meaning other things until you just mentioned it. So I will confess that I thought that Mm. it meant this escape. Right. That Ja'anat is helping them use the oath gate mm-hmm. in some way or 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 form to get them out of here, right? Um, and that in that process, uh, they will try not to harm those passing over. Because isn't it that uh, Yasna went to the this? area after she died yeah she on the but on the boat she's got power in uh, um in her else caller one of her surges is being able to travel yeah. to shadesmar so right. she was able to use that power and just you know take take off or whatever before she died um that's different than this this is this oathgate platform was trapped and it would be a really right. shitty trap if all it did was send you to the wrong location, even if it was Shadesmar. I really believe that Ja not saved their bacon here. I think that she tried to do something, and the something that she did was send them to to Shadesmar. She helped somehow and saved their lives. So is it is it that is it that the trap of the oath gate was to send them to shades. That's very like, possible because that's, because that's what I, that's what I, as a, as a first time reader, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, you might know having another book on me. I don't, I don't really know. And, I don't really know the, um, the mechanics of what the trap was meant to be. That's why I'm saying right. if the trap was meant to just send them the shades, that seems like kind of a lame trap. Well, hang on, but I don't really, I don't really know that because uh, sending them to Shadesmar could be permanent imprisonment. That's true too. Because, that is true. Because, because if you're not able to escape from there or if you die there because there's hostile mm-hmm. elements yeah, right. there that you that That's you true. won't be able to overcome. Maybe Yasna as an else caller, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, she I can, feel like just but just by reading these words at the end of this chapter, I feel like Jean not saying I'm going to try to subvert what the trap is on the oath gate and I'm going right. to try to do something, but my promise is not strong for, I cannot know what's going to happen, but I will right. try. I'll try not to kill you in doing what I'm right. about to do. That's what I right. kind of feel it, it is. Yeah. And that the fact yeah. that they end up in Shadesmar is largely in part to what Jean not did. But, yeah. but the, the, the honest truth, Jack is, I don't yeah. know. 
even having read wow. the end of this book wow. and the next book, I don't know whether or not what she did here, what if she did anything to save their bacon, or if the trap was always go to Shadesmar. I don't really know. Yeah, if the trap was to send them to Shadesmar, that's interesting um, in and of itself. And now, of course, the one thing I am curious when they got trapped here is because I only know Yasna to have been there. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking, well, can she get them out? Well, she's an elf and she's able Jean- to travel, so. Yeah, so if, so if we get that, that'd be awesome. Or is Jean not going to play yet another role in getting them out of Shadesmar? And we know that Shalon was able to travel to Shadesmar by accident. That's right. So yeah, she that's right. has the same surge that Yasna has, but Yasna has, but has okay. literally never practiced it. Because right. Yasna right. said, don't practice that one. It's really dangerous. So... <laughs> Yeah, so what's well, your highlight here on this chapter? That's a great chapter. I, I think highlight, let's see. Um, I didn't really, uh, you know, specifically choose one, to be honest. Um, so many lies. The Oath Gate, we've got to go now. Um, Hard to pick one well, when they're so small. Let's start, let's start with yours. It, it, was that when, oh, it's it's Adolin giving the orders, right? Yeah, like that's my that's my, ch- my highlight. Is that's Adolin your, that's really kind of taking command. And being the um, the commander that he probably was always destined to be, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I'm going to say my highlight is uh, is his, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with yours, mm-hmm. but it's very specifically when uh, when Adolin says do it anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome awesome thing. Do you it know anyways. what I mean? Like we're all out of options. He's, he's leading, and he, you know he's like, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to lead anyway. Right. Do it anyway. That's what you got to do. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, like it yeah. A lot. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, next chapter. Next chapter. Okay, so the next chapter we're covering is chapter 86, That Others May Stand. Mm-hmm. Begins with, my spren claims that recording this... My spren claims that recording this will be good for me. So here I go. Everyone says I will swear the fourth ideal soon, and in so doing earn my armor. I simply don't think that I can. Am I not supposed to want to help people? (laughs) So I was really confused by this um, because I was, so the fourth ideal to get, to earn your armor, Mm -hmm. I simply don't think that I can. I don't think that I can swear the fourth ideal soon. And if I do, does it, so earning the armor means that you're not going to help people anymore? Right. So kind of weird. I wonder what Radiant Order this is from. Probably not Windrunners because Windrunners are, their whole ideals are protecting people and helping people. Mm-hmm. So there sounds to be, or seems to be a order in which when you swear the fourth ideal for this person... Mm-hmm. They don't want to swear it because it means that they it might go counter to wanting to help people. So that what that made me think of, which is, uh, you know, when you earn shard plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, that it's not a good thing. Maybe not. So, and so that it could mean it's not a good thing for <laughs> that for increase all radiance, level. or it could mean it's not a good thing for just this one radiance for just this one or right. okay. and, and remember each person's ideals are 
catered to themselves. The ideals that Kaladin has said, other than the first one, have been very mm. specific to his journey. And right. another Windrunner might have their own ideals. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all about attaining that sense of honor for them. About. Interesting. So yeah, it's um it's un, it's really interesting. The most interesting part of this though is confirmation for sure that saying what? your fourth ideal gets you your armor. Right. And we have three or four, maybe five characters who are on their third ideal and haven't said their fourth ideal. Third right. ideal is sword. We right. know Kaladin has his sword. Mm-hmm. We know that Shalon has her sword. Yep. We know that Yasna has a sword. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Dalinar. And, um, well, Dalinar well, doesn't get a sword, so his is trickier to figure out where he is in his mm-hmm. ideal progression. But Lyft has her shard spoon. Shard spoon? Right. So that is her version <laughs> of her... Like, Windle becomes a spoon for her, right? So that's her version yeah. of the blade. So she's on her yeah. third as well. So... It'll be interesting right. if one to see if anyone by the end of this book gets their shard plate, gets the fourth ideal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it sounds like from this little thing that right. it may not be that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe so, not that good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, really great. Okay, that's a cool. It's a cool. It's it's uh, it's nice. To, you're right. It's nice to get the, that one confirmation at mm-hmm. least with the fourth ideal. Yeah. So Dalinar Colon stood. At attention, hands behind his back, one wrist gripping the other. He could see so far from his balcony to Urethiru, but it was, it was endless miles of nothing. Clouds and rock, so much and so little all at once. Mm-hmm. I really like this uh, pensive stare, and I think it says a lot about, you know, what are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where are all of you going with, with, this, uh, with this story? endless miles of nothing you see so much and so little all at once Dalinar Navani says please at least come inside they thought that he was sick they thought that his collapse on the Oathgate platform had been caused by heart troubles or perhaps fatigue the surgeons had suggested rest but if he stopped standing up straight if he let if he let it bow him down He worried the memories would crush him. The memories of what he'd done at the rift. The crying voices of children begging for mercy. So this is the first POV we get with Dalinar since we have been revealed about Evie. Since he remembers about Evie. So Mm -hmm. in and amongst all this chaos with the Oathgate platform and the, and Kolinar and Kaladin and Shallan and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. we, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, we get that POV we've been waiting all part for, you know, and it's, it's going to crush him. And we've talked about this since the beginning of this book, memories, memories, and these memories are crushing him right now. He forced his emotions down. What news he, he asks. None, Navani says, Dalinar. Word had come from Kolinar via span read, one that somehow still worked. I was very curious about this particular span read, who remember, it was, remember the, how the it got through. Remember the king said to that one ardent, you need to you do wait it. a you half an hour, this. and even if it means you're dead, right. you need to do this. Yeah. I was hoping that it would be that that one, and I would I would so want to know what happened to him. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, he's dead. Um, 
He's dead. We got an assault on. We have to assume the assault on the palace and attempt to reach the oath gate. Outside, the gathered Colin, Aladar, and Royal armies clogged one of Urthiro's oath gate platforms, waiting to be taken to Colinar to join the battle. But nothing happened. This is what I was mentioning to you earlier. Just mm-hmm. this stalled moment. Mm-hmm. You get all these race cars. They're just like waiting to waiting to go and yeah. nowhere to go and the guy left the the starting flag at home he's like sorry guys he hasn't have to this <laughs> dalinar closed his mouth eyes ahead and stared at the expanse at attention like a soldier but he'd never really been a soldier he waged war in a bloodthirsty riot not a careful formation this is an interesting distinction about dalinar you're not a soldier mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm you're not really taking orders and going into a phalanx or being part of a formation in an, in an army. Mm-hmm. You just did things your way. Yeah. Like warlord, bloodthirsty. Navani sighed, putting him, sorry, patting him on the arm and then returned to their rooms to sit with Teravangian and a small collection of scribes and other high princes awaiting the news from Kolinar. Dalinar stood in the breeze. Go back to being able to pretend. Yeah, this this is interesting. He could empty his mind and rid himself of the memories, or wishing that he could, to go back to being able to pretend that he was a good man. Mm-hmm. So this kind of reminded me... Um, wh- okay, I'll, I'll finish this paragraph, but I think I think this is where I was having these these th- these thoughts. The problem was he'd given it... He'd given in to a kind of fancy one everyone told about him. They said that the Blackthorn had been a terror on the battlefield, but still honest. Dalinar Colon, he could fight you fair, they said. Evie's cries and the tears of murdered children spoke the truth. Oh, oh, almighty above, how could he live with this pain? So fresh, restored anew. But why pray? There was no almighty watching. If there had been... And if he'd had a shred of justice to him, honor would have long ago purged the world of the fraud that was Dalinar Colin. Mm-hmm. What I love is drawing lines between these characters and, you know, Shalon suffers from, you know, a, a terrible past mm-hmm. and a shattered sense of self, mm-hmm. an avoidance complex mm-hmm. of dealing with herself and her problems and facing things. Um... I love wits. I just, honestly, Sean, I love it. I see only one woman here. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. Um, but Dalinar here, I never, hadn't really thought about connecting Dalinar to Shalon having to, ha- to, to Shalon mm-hmm. and having another character. Mm-hmm. Like which character is it? Right. Dalinar Colon or the Blackthorn and which is the invention? We've talked about the duality of the character, but not we really have. in terms yeah. of, of separate people. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he is going through it right now. And, and I love one of the things in this little paragraph here that I like is mm-hmm. he says fresh. Yeah. That these memories so are fresh. fresh. Like they have, mm-hmm. like they just so fresh restored anew. Like he, right. like all of this just happened. Yeah. You know, he's reliving it right from that moment. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's crushing. Well, part of me was wondering with the, so are we clear on the moment 
was at the Oath Gate, I think, right? When he suddenly got the flood of memories back. Yep. But We're he had been a, gradually... Was he gradually he, getting he memories back? He was having little hints, little things here and there. Yeah. He was remembering some little things, but not a lot, and then got hit with all of it all at once. So what I was wondering about that is, and I don't know if I've posed this question to you, is what has happened to the night, uh, to the night mother? The night watcher? Or sorry, the night watcher, the night mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What has happened to the, to the night watcher? Why has her magic just suddenly stopped working? Yeah. Yeah. A good question would be to find out if her magic's hold on Dalinar is... Yeah. the only part of her magic that's over or if other people who've made bargains with her also because that would mean like a wider hmm. you know what I mean like so if we ever do see we know Lyft again maybe lift maybe her curse and boon is lifted as well or if not then that means it's just Alinar I can't rem- I can't remember uh the Night Watcher and Lyft. Um, she gave her the ability to, to um, stay young looking, to stay young. Oh yeah, that's it. But yeah. then she had to also consume food to gain her stormlight. Has the Night Watcher been a part of all of these characters or just so far Lyft just and Dalinar? Just seemingly those two. We don't hmm. really know. The, uh, uh, the, the Kaladin's backstory didn't have it. Shallan's backstory didn't have it. Um, no. So... Adolin. Yeah. Yeah. Renarin. Yeah. None of these, none of these characters seem to be connected to the Night Watcher. So. Okay. More to come. I hope on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the gall to condemn Amaram for killing one squad of men to gain a shard blade. Dalinar had burned an entire city for less thousands upon thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like the, the logic goes out the door, doesn't it? Yeah pretty rich for you to be criticizing Amram yep. for it's, his it's position, sort of true. his idea. Even though Amram is a shithead and I hate him and I love Dalinar, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. Why did you bond me? Dalinar whispered to the Stormfather. Shouldn't you have picked a man who was just? Just. Justice is what you brought to these people. That wasn't justice. That was a massacre. The Stormfather rumbled. I have burned and broken cities myself. I can see. Yes, I see a difference now. I see pain now. I did not see it before the bond. So the Stormfather and him bonded, but even the Stormfather was blind to Dalinar's past because Dalinar didn't know it. So the Stormfather couldn't see it. So wow! So the Night Watcher's magic even prevented the Stormfather the st- from being able to see that pain inside Dalinar. Wow. The Stormfather might not have bonded him had he had his memories back and seen the kind of pain right. that he was under. Right. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty awesome. That's pretty great. I hadn't uh, connected that. That's really cool. Um, would Dalinar lose his bond now in exchange? for making the Stormfather increasingly aware of human morality? Why had these cursed memories returned, and couldn't he have continued for a little longer without them, long enough to forge the coalition and to prepare the defense of humankind? 
That was the coward's root, wishing for ignorance. I, yeah, have, I, I stopped and thought on that because uh, I'll admit just in, in my, uh, just in my life, I have uh, had those thoughts wishing for more ignorance mm-hmm. <laughs> on things. Um, so I, I, I paused on that and thought, nah. didn't really want to be a coward. Uh, but that's, um, that's a fair point in terms of wishing for ignorance. Mm-hmm. He could not yet remember his visit to the night watcher. He knew what he'd asked for relief from this awful burden, the ability to lie, to pretend he had not done such horrible things. This is what made me think of Shalon too, is, you know, in order to get over this, mm-hmm. I had to see myself as Dalinar Colin. Right. I, I can't hang on to the Blackthorn. I can't be the Blackthorn anymore. Or or he like, needs to own it so severely that he's okay with all sides of him, which is what Shalon is too, right? She needs well, to be, there's only one woman here, but you are all those things. You're not just right. one of those things at a time. You're all of them at all times. You're all of them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that, uh, you know, out of self-preservation, um, you know, he had to become someone else and, and really steer clear of, of the Blackthorn. I think it's, it's a good thing that the Night Watcher was able to help Dalinar with this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like the Night Watcher, you, you could look at it that the Night Watcher helped Dalinar get to this point. Right. So it's like a helping hand. Mm-hmm. Um whereby maybe now, even without the Night Watcher's presence, maybe Dalinar can handle it from here. Yeah. And accept the Blackthorn and Dalinar and move forward. Who knows what the history of this world would be had he not had all those years of forgetting the atrocities he'd done. You know? He he may have he may have shrunk into uh terrible depression inactivity he might have just given up entirely right. yeah uh what, what what have we said before about um standing on that precipice would we call it the, again um, kaladin the honor the wretch yeah exactly yeah that's it right mm-hmm. when you're staring at that abyss yep and then you would lose this story would lose dalinar of course uh to not being able to handle his past his his failures mm-hmm. you know and and potentially the story would not have a resolution because you lost that. It's kind of like looking at, at a story like Lord of the Rings where, you know, Frodo was, you know, saying something like, I, th- I think we need to get rid of Gollum. That's mm-hmm. the problem. And then, and then, uh, um, Gandalf was saying, no, um, it was mercy that, that stayed Bilbo's hand. And we don't really know what part he, he has Gollum to has to play. Yeah. And, and so that is, it's a really interesting thing about life and about, um, right and wrong and failures and accomplishments mm-hmm. and shortcomings and, and heroic deeds is you don't really know the full story. And like, and as, we, as we've talked about every, every one of them is broken. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really, <laughs> It's a really amazing uh, way to to look at it um, and to see the importance of the Blackthorn in this story. I've said it before, I, I'm nervous about the Blackthorn. I really like this 
buildup leading to a possibility of the white spine, which I thought was going to be calidin. Sometimes I wonder if it's adolin. Well, th- there seems to be some white spine imagery with adolin, right? Um, yeah. But I mean, that's not, it's not really over the top. It's really subtle. And it might even mm-hmm. be just us kind of looking into it, like seeing it there yeah. where it might not necessarily be. be but it has, yeah. it has come up a couple times. Yeah. Um, the idea of what the world would look like without Dalinar Colin is, I mean, who knows? Who knows what kind of what kind of thing the outcome we would have? Um, I'm glad that we didn't have it, though. I'm glad that we are where right where we are. He needed to focus on the salvation of Colinar. That's right. He entered the common room where Navani and the others were on some couches around the span read, waiting mm-hmm. for the news. They'd laid out battle maps to consider. And hours had passed with no news. Um, it left Dalinar with too much time to think, too much time to remember. Mm-hmm. Teravangian had taken his normal place, a seat before the warming Fabriel in the corner. Legs aching and back stiff, Dalinar walked over and finally let himself sit down, groaning softly as he took the seat beside Teravangian. Mm-hmm. A bright red ruby glowed with heat replacing a fire with something safer but far more lifeless. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think, you know, the, the red playing uh, a role here, Teravangian, as sure. we know, a threat. And, you know, it's it's what, I, what I'm curious most about Teravangian here is, will he corrupt Dalinar? Mm-hmm. Is this like an aged figure that Dalinar will already trusts? Uh... You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm probably, you know, trying to look at Teravangian as, as an emperor type character. When really he's not, he's not quite that. He's, he's much more interesting, I think. Um. Anyways, but j- j- just the fact that you know he seems uh, to uh, want this, this, this uh, artificial fire. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not interested in. I, what's that? I was going to say that there's a um, part in the book. Where Dalinar says, you know, when he was younger, he preferred flames. Right. But now he prefers the heat of spheres. Right. And after what he did to Rathalas, I don't blame him for not wanting to be around flames. Flame. Right? It's it's safer to be around the heat of a sphere because he doesn't have to be triggered doesn't by have to fire. Think, oh wow. Pretty neat, isn't right? it amazing? And we we talked about this a long time ago. How he was like he just offhandedly before he had any memories, before we knew about Rathalas, he said, right. "When in my younger days, I I I would rather have had actual flame." And then now he doesn't like it. <laughs> Pretty crazy, wow. right? It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just that complexity and to yeah, I it's had like a little to, foreshadowing or whatever. Like it's so great. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Wow. Yep. Yeah, I don't blame him uh, in, in, in that respect. But this this does seem like a little, I don't know, like like just a little spooky sitting around this uh, red ruby fire. For sure. With, with Teravangian. Um, thank you for what you did when the Azish... No, sorry. Uh, a little earlier. I'm sorry, Dalinar. Teravangian finally says, I'm sure news will come soon. So this is interesting. The first words he says is, I'm sorry. And I think the last words he says is something similar. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, thank you for true. what you did when the Asians came to uh, to tour the tower. The Asians had arrived yesterday at the tower, but Dalinar had been recovering from his memories, the sudden return of his memories. He was still recovering, and he'd welcomed them, but then retired. So Teravangian had offered to lead the tour. Navani said the Azish dignitaries had all been charmed by the elderly king of course. and planned to return soon for a more in-depth meeting about a possible coalition. <laughs> so I got to wonder here because who knows what Teravanshian did right. during that tour with the yeah. Azish. Even if he did nothing, it's we still think he might have done something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Of course. Yeah. Have you ever come to the sudden realization... Dalinar said to Teravangian that you're not the man everyone thinks you are. Mm-hmm. Isn't that such a great question because of yeah. what we know, right? Yeah, I like what Teravangian says though. Yes, Teravangian whispered. More daunting, however, are similar moments. When I realize I'm not the man, I think of myself as being. Mm-hmm. Which is like layered with so much for Teravangian. Yeah. Stormlight swirled in the ruby churning trapped imprisoned Mm -hmm. we spoke once dalinar said of a leader forced to either hang an innocent man or free three murderers i remember teravangian says how does one live after making a decision like that particularly if you eventually discover you made the wrong choice this is the sacrifice isn't it teravangian said softly Someone must bear the responsibility. Someone must be dragged down by it, ruined by it. Someone must stain their soul so others may live. But you're a good king, Teravangian. You didn't murder your way to your throne. Does it matter? One wrongly imprisoned man, one murder in an alley that a proper policing force could have stopped. That reminded me of the murder in the alley of mm-hmm. the Osna. Yeah, and that was in Carbranth. His city. You think he knew about that? I, I think that maybe he's actually referring to that. And maybe he knows Yasna did it. One murder in an alley that wow. a proper policing force could have stopped. I I wouldn't put it past Teravangian for knowing the details. and then, That moment. Right? I wonder, oh, it would be so delicious to go back to reading that bit and see if there was any clue that might suggest that Teravangian had well, eyes. Well, we never had a POV from Teravangian until much yeah. later. So we, wow. there was no way of knowing, right? But right. I love I love right. that little line because it definitely seems to that indicate so, that maybe he knows. It so speaks to his power yeah. or his presence, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. So I did not make that connection I, I mean, when I first I don't think, read it. I don't, don't think it so, is. I think it's definitely us it, reading dude, into it. But I, but it, uh, now we've manifested it now in this pod. It, it, dude, it is. It's there. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we're. It might, it might be tea leaves. You're right. But I, I, I don't know. We can, we can accept it as truth. We can find out from. Let, let us know, guys, uh, you, the listeners. Let us know. Do you mm-hmm. think Teravangian? is referring to the chapter, the lesson from the very first book here, when he's talking about a murder in an alley that a proper policing force could have stopped. Could have stopped. Yeah. yeah. So let the us burden. know what you think, because Sorry, I mean, it's pretty cool if it was. It's really, yeah. really cool yeah. if it is. The burden for the blood of those wronged must rest somewhere. 
I am the sacrifice. We, Dalinar Colon, are the sacrifices. Society offers us up to trudge through dirty water so others may be clean. He closed his eyes. Someone has to fall that others may stand. There it is. There's the chapter title. Yeah, that others may stand. The words were similar to things Dalinar had said and thought for years. Yet, Teravangian's version was somehow twisted, lacking hope or life. Dalinar leaned forward, stiff, feeling old. The two didn't speak for a long period until the others started to stir. The span reed was writing. Mm-hmm. Navani gasped, safe hand to her lips, and Tishav turned pale, and May Aladar sat back in her seat. What? Dalinar demanded. What does it say? Navani looked to him, then glanced away. Dalinar shared a look with General Call and then Aladar. Dread settled on Dalinar like a cloak. That is such a great it's so nice, eh? line. It's so, <laughs> it's so good. delicious. Yeah. Blood of my fathers. What does it say, he pled. The, the capital has fallen, Dalinar, Navani whispered. The ardent reports that Voidbringer forces have seized the palace. He cut off after only a few sentences. It looks like they found him. And she squeezes her eyes shut. The team you sent, Tashav continued, has apparently failed, Bright Lord. The remnants of the wall guard have been captured and imprisoned. The city has fallen. There is no word on the king, Prince Adolin, or the Radiance. Bright Lord, the message cuts off there. Dalinar sank back down into his chair. Almighty above, Teravangian whispered, gray eyes reflecting the glow of the heating Fabriel. I am so, so sorry, Dalinar. <laughs> I am so not sorry, Dalinar. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think this there was is a, a not sorry, not yeah. sorry moment for. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. What a great. That's such a good chapter. Yeah, such a small so one, but little, it's such a good one. So wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's like it's funny because like we've been ex- you know anticipating this POV with Dalinar, and uh, mm. yeah, it doesn't disappoint. It's really good. Highlight is this little theory we've got about Yasna. I think so. Teravangian's eyes in the alleyway. My my highlight notes oh. here say ter- just Teravangian just as a character is just oh. amazing on page every time he's on. But yeah. but this little thing about the lesson, I I really like this. I, I I've always liked it when we discover something as we mm-hmm. were recovering it. So this, I think this could be it. I think this could be that Dude, thing, I, right? I don't know what little birds uh, or spies Teravangian has, mm-hmm. but. To think back to the to that first, it was in the first book, right? Way yeah. of Kings, right? Yeah. I'll be interested to find out whether or not. Um, th- I'm sure the fandom will tell us on Reddit and on our Discord. I'm interested mm-hmm. to find out what they think about it. I'm also interested to find out what Buzzkill Joe thinks about it because he might cover it in the info dump, and if he has something to say about it, I'll read it out to you. So, whoa, there could be something a lot more obvious here. Yeah, there might be. I mean, well, uh, I mean, well, what if what if Yasna is aligned with Teravangian? No, don't don't start weird things like okay. that. I'm saying okay, that that's weird. Sorry, <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> that uh, Buzzkill might be like in his info dump. He might say uh, the, the 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 lesson could very well be this thing that Teravangian mentioned. So if he does, if Buzzkill Joe says it, then it's it's gospel. So, then it, okay, there yeah. you go. Um, all right, one so more chapter. So highlight for sure. Yeah. Yeah, one more chapter to go. Yeah. Um, but honestly, that's such a great little chapter. And I love the fact that the, the, the little bookends too, where he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. Dalinar. And then it says it again. Yeah. 
like the bookends of I'm sorry. Like <laughs> it is really, really cool. Great. And it doesn't mean either of the sorries. No. Okay, so chapter 87, the final chapter of part three, mm-hmm. it begins with good night, dear Urthiru. Good night, sweet sibling. Good night, radiance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it seems like a, like a children's book, like good night moon. Yeah. You know, but also it seem it could be seen as sinister, like good night, dear, yeah. dear Urthiru. Like your time is over. Yeah. So I wasn't quite sure how to take this. I was like, oh, I it, it felt I like very uh, Shakespearean to me. Like, good night, sweet sibling. Good, good night, sweet good. prince, or whatever. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. The Oathgate's control building shook, like it had been hit by a boulder. Adolin stumbled. See again, Adolin stumbled. Kaladin stumbled. Mm-hmm. They're still. They fell. Sorry. Then he fell to his knees. The shaking was followed by a distinct rippling sound and a blinding flash of light. His stomach lurched, and he fell through the air. Shallan screamed somewhere nearby, and then Adolin struck a hard surface. It caused him to tumble off the edge of a, a white stone platform. He fell into something that gave way beneath him. It was like water? It didn't feel right. He twisted in it. It wasn't a liquid, but beads. Thousands upon thousands of glass beads each smaller than a stormlight adolin thrashed and panicked as he sank he was dying he was going to die and suffocate in this sea of endless beads and someone caught his hand azure pulled him up and helped him back onto the platform beads rolling from his mouth or from his clothing he coughed feeling that he had been drowning though he'd gotten only a few beads in his mouth Mm -hmm. Stormfather, he groaned looking around the sky overhead was was wrong pitch black it was streaked with strange clouds that seemed to stretch forever into the distance like roads in the sky they led toward a small distant sun did you know right away that this was shadesmar as soon as he as said as soon beads? as as soon as it said not liquid but beads yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome I mean. i'm glad i'm so I glad wasn't, about that i did not know that's where they were going to go mm-hmm. that's for sure one of the problems and, with you reading the way you do two chapters at a mm-hmm. time every week is that some of the stuff that came up earlier mm-hmm. isn't as fresh in your mind as some of the stuff that's more recent like the last week's episode is more fresh in your mind right. than something that happened six months ago which was only mm-hmm. really like part two or something you know what i mean so yeah, you're right that's that's a fair point it's almost like um it's like it's like dark vision. It's like I I don't have dark vision. I've got like limited vision. So yeah. my focus is on a few chapters and mm. I can see a little bit like yeah. around that, but not all the way back. It's You're hard right. to see all the way back for you because yeah, you mm-hmm. so I I'm just yeah. I'm very happy that as soon as it said beads, you weren't like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm glad you remembered about uh, about Shadesmar. About Shadesmar? Oh yeah. yeah. No, I did. The ocean of beads extended in every direction and tiny lights hovered above them, thousands upon thousands, like candle flames. Mm -hmm. And then Shallan stepped over, kneeling beside him. Nearby, Kaladin was standing up, shaking himself. This circular stone platform was like an island in an ocean of beads, roughly where the control building had been. However, in the air were two enormous spren, stretched out versions of people thirty feet tall, like sentinels. One was pitch black and the other was red. He thought that they were statues, but their clothing rippled in the air. 
Oh, this is bad. Someone said nearby, so very, very bad. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's total, I've got a bad feeling about yeah. this. It's really, yeah. it's, it's just great. Adolin looked and found the speaker to be a creature in a stiff black costume with a robe that seemed somehow made of stone. In place of its head was a shifting, changing ball of lines, angles, and impossible dimensions. So who's that? Isn't that the figure from the, uh, that Shalon was seeing? Yeah. Right? Right. Is that, is that right? Yeah, it is. But who is that? Here, let me read, let me read the, this line from this person a little differently. Mm, oh, this is bad. Someone said nearby. So very bad. Very bad. Who is this? Pattern? Pattern? This is fucking pattern, bro. And that's, and so in the next, uh, in the next paragraph, it's also sill, correct? Right. But then there's a third. Keep reading. Well, we'll talk about it at the end here. Okay. Adolin jumped to his feet, scrambled, scrambling back. He almost collided with a young woman with blue white skin, pale as snow, wearing a filmy dress that rippled in the wind. Still, for so sure. So funny, like she's an honor friend, but she's such a wind friend. I don't know. <laughs> she's such a wind friend. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I can't let it go. Another spren stood beside her with ashen brown features that seemed to be made of tight cords the thickness of hair. She wore ragged clothing and her eyes had been scratched out like a canvas that someone had taken a knife to. Adolin looked around, counting them. Nobody else was here on the landing. Those two enormous spren in the sky and the three smaller ones on the platform, Adolin, Shalon, Kaladin, and Azure, it seemed the Oathgate had only taken those who had been inside the control building. But where had it taken them? Azure looked up at the sky. Damnation, she said softly. I hate this place. Mm-hmm. What a great ending. The end so, of part three. So who is the, the tight cords? Right. Um, That's exactly. So if the. So it's, it's Azure's spren. Do you, is uh, Azure a radiant and, uh, well, is that what, is that what you assume? Like, I, I am not going to tell you, I'm not okay. going to tell you, I'm going to leave should you in I, suspense. Should I know? Is this, uh, I don't think so. Oh, hang on. Um, Adolin talks to his sword, but he's not that personality has not manifested like pattern and sill has um the history of it is that um sill said that shard blades that are used by shard bearers um had the nail bond broken a long time ago and those spren died but right spren don't actually die like humans die because they're forces of nature right right so do you think that could be Adolin's spren found here? 
I'm um I'm doing my best Lady Gaga right now. Pop 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 <laughs> poker face. Pop pop poker face. So I so so I so your don't two theories have, are I have not I have not um, made the connection. It's Azure's Spren, right. or it's what's left of Adolin's blade made manifest in Shar and Shadesmar. Could be that. Yep. The only the only or other it could be a whole different third person. It could be right? Jean. It could Nott. be a different. It could be. Um, it could be any one oh, of these. Oh yeah, because Jean not took them here. Yeah, that's that's. It could be. Uh, it could be fair. any one of these things. But I'm not going to tell you which one because you're going to have to wait for part four for that. Wait to find out. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. The one, the one cool little thing I was just thinking that it uh, might have been is, um, is like what? Okay, this would be so fascinating. What if Shalon's characters mm-hmm. could get to the point where they had individual connections with Spren? Oh wow! Like so, they like, each bonded so Shalon, their own Spren. Yeah. So, so she'd for, be like a light weaver, but then she could become a wind runner. Yeah. She could become a edge dancer. Yes. Wow. That is something to think about. Huh. I, uh, I, I mean, if that's not true, I'm going to make a character in the RPG that it is true. That is that. Yeah. yeah. That's my character. That's, a, that's a cool idea. Yeah, It's really cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a highlight for this little micro chapter? Um, well, I guess it would be, well, I kind of like the idea. I mean, I love, you know what? I, I, I'm probably going to pick, um, I'm probably going to pick Syl, the young woman in the, and with the blue white skin. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love, see, I just, I love making the connection to Hook so much that now she's humongous and we can see her and she, and I love the idea of them being able to have experiences with pattern and sill in a different way. Yeah. A different world. A different Uh, world where they're equally as big as they are. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like their world too. This is their world. Right. Yeah. It's like almost like, uh, the humans are the spren here. Like they're just the right. The humans are the spren here. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about that. I really like, so I'll claim that as my highlight is the appearance of the spren. So pattern, um, this, this third spren is interesting, but, uh, I'm not really sure what that is. Other small highlight is Azure helping, um, helping Adolin up. Mm. I like the, I really like Azure. I, I want, uh, more development of, of her. I think that'd be. So lingering question here. Uh, my my highlight's the same as yours. It's the um, mm. it's the spren, the spren, which is really cool. Yeah. Lingering question here going into part three or part four is part four. Kaladin, Adolin, Shalon, Azure, and these spren are in Shadesmar. Yeah. So what the fuck happened to Drehi and Scar? So question is, did they make it into the control room with them? They didn't because they, only the they they said in that chapter only the people in the control room made it here, so the, the, they were the only ones. The four humans: Shalon, Adolin, Kaladin, and Azure. Everyone else was on the platform. So what happened to all those people? What happened to Drehi and Scar? I'll I'll make a prediction. Mm-hmm. I'll make a prediction. Sure. Bridge four. Moash. Oh. 
Hmm. I'm going to make a prediction. You think that they link up with Moash? I think Moash will stay his hand and have the others do so too. Hmm. And not, not kill. And not kill. Yep. Now, (laughs) now can Moash actually pull that off? I don't know. Yeah. You've got flying, um, sentinels in the air. Yeah. Like, so very likely what makes the most sense is that they're gone. Another really good question is how long do Drahi and Scar have their stormlight abilities for? We know that distance makes a a huge uh, effect on when Kaladin goes away, they get to hold on to their powers for a certain amount of time until they fade because Mm -hmm. they're only squires. So I wonder how long do they have their powers for? And is it immediate because they're on a different plane? He's on a different plane of reality now. The, that's a, a whole, and if they are without their stormlight, it's really bad for them. If they have stormlight, they can fly away, but if they don't. What if they're able, what if they're able to speak ideals and bond? Maybe, maybe. And that's become. Also, that's also a possibility. We know that there are a lot of men that are on the verge of having their own spren and being their own radiant, right? We know right. that from past chapters. So yeah. Yeah. Um. A lot of, a lot of stuff to think about going forward. A lot of possibilities to think about. But it wouldn't surprise me, like ultimate revenge on Kaladin Mm -hmm. would be reclamation on Moash's part. Yeah. Slowly taking bridge four back. Like taking bridge four from him kind of thing? Yep. (laughs) Imagine that. That's nasty sounding. (laughs) Oh man, that's, that's gross. So I don't know. I mean... Like I said, uh, most likely scenario, most believable scenario, I I think would be that they don't make it Yeah, because the only way out would be that they become radiant. They Mm -hmm. bond, say their ideals and get out of there on their own. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe they can get out of there on their own with just their abilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't really think that's possible. Yeah. Given, given what Adolin was looking around and saying like, it's this done. Is, we're, yeah, we're, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. So, so the only other way out I can see is imprisonment by Moash if he was able to secure them and not kill them. That's the only thing I can dream up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I could dream up is, um, what if the Oathgate malfunction, okay, was not that at all? Now we had the POV from Teravangi and, and, and Dalinar. So that kind of negates what I'm, what I'm about to say. And that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, but what if this whole thing of the oath gate is, uh, is trapped, yada, yada. Um, what if Ja'anat took those heroes, if you will, to Shadesmar, mm-hmm. but the rest of the platform functioned normally. So that's, when Shalon put. That's super possible too. The only is it though? I don't the know. I don't know. The only thing that we have to think about is that Dalinar and their crew at Urthiru had been waiting hours for that platform to activate. Uh, yeah. So right. it doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen off page and it happened after that chapter with Dalinar. Right. Because maybe it took that long for them to transfer. Right. But I, we don't, I don't know. We don't know. We're, we're, we're left clueless right now. Well, um, I don't know which one I like. I don't know what one I like more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, or, or if it's something that I, you know, it's something different than what we're 
chatting about. Yeah, let's um, let's Pretty shift great. to the oh, uh, the info dump here and see if um, sure. Um, Buzzkill Joe can shed some light on a little, a couple of these little things here. Let's start with chapter eighty-five. Grieve later. Um, we have. Um, he says here he has three different quotes. Um, for grieve later. In words of radiance, okay. Shalon tells her, uh, herself this after Yasna's death. Death is in quotations, obviously. Grieve later. Yeah, mm-hmm. whenever she lands on the Frostlands and Yasna's dead, she tells herself to grieve later. Um, in mm-hmm. words of radiance, later, a little later on, Adolin tells himself the same thing again after Sherblood's death. He'll have to grieve later. And then just shortly after that, Dalinar says a similar thing after Taleb dies at the Battle of Narak. He couldn't spare grief for the man, not now. So he would also grieve wow. later. So right. nice little thing here that um, uh, the, the, this idea has, you know, has come up a couple of times with our characters. Chapter 86, the others that stand. Um, he says the uh, the fourth ideal from the Radiant um, the Sapphire recorders are windrunners and they, and perhaps all orders get their armor from the fourth ideal. Um, this is a quote, uh, from chapter 74, the epigraph, which is about the skybreakers is today. I leapt from the tower for the last time. I felt the wind dance around me as I fell all the way along the Eastern side, past the tower into the foothills below. I'm going to miss that. So I'm not sure exactly what that has to do with the fourth ideal, but it's a really nice quote. Um, (laughs) um, and then uh, chapter 87, very little here in the, the, the form of info dump because it's a very small chapter. We have mm. this place, chapter 87, and the Oathgate Spren hovering in the air were two enormous Spren and they looked like stretched out versions of people and they stood some yeah. 30 feet tall. They looked like statues, but they were actually, uh, uh, their clothing rippled in the air and they shifted one eye turning down to look at them, which is really, really cool and imposing. Um, here's a little thing about sh- uh, pattern. Um, a creature with stiff black costume with a robe that seemed somehow made of stone in its place. Its head was a shifting, changing ball of lines, angles, and impossible dimensions. And this is a Shadesmar form, just like the cryptics Shalon saw in Carbranth. And five symbol-headed figures in black stood stiff-robed and, uh, and cloaks. Each had a different symbol, twisted, unfamiliar, hanging above the necklace torso. So this is from uh, Way of Kings. So yes, we're, uh, this is what the, she saw in her visions, in the mirrors, right. and in her art. And this is what pattern actually looks like, which is really cool. Um... But yeah, so that's the, the, anything else here that's written, I don't necessarily want to say because it might give some stuff away to you. So, um, yeah. Okay. So thank you very much to Buzzkill <laughs> Joe for the, um, very micro edition of, um, the info. Thanks dump. for protecting me. Yeah. Protecting your innocence. <laughs> um, we really appreciate everyone, um, listening to the show and, uh, being involved in everything. Um, we just have to say real quick here before we leave that, um, we are going to be going on hiatus and we're not sure exactly how long that hiatus is going to last. 
Uh, Jack and his wife are flying in two days to, uh, actually not two days, tomorrow. You guys mm-hmm. are flying out to Spain for uh, Linda to get her much needed surgery. Um, yeah. Thank you again to everyone who contributed, everyone who uh, reposted and shared the story and, and got uh, Jack and Linda the, uh, the help that they needed to be able to get this done. We really appreciate you. We really love you. Thank you so much for that. Um, with this amazing thing that's happening for Linda comes uncertainty for us as a show. Um, we are coming back. There's no doubt about that. We're just not sure how long it's going to last. Jack's going to be in Spain for a few weeks. Two weeks. Uh, two time. weeks. Yeah. And then who knows how long recovery is going to take at home. We don't know how our recording schedule is going to be affected by this. We just wish Linda and Jack all the best, obviously, and Linda a quick recovery. And as soon as we can start recording again, we will start recording again. Um, so the hiatus might be a couple of weeks. It might not be that long because we do have a little bit of a backlog here we have. So I just want everyone to be aware. We are going to be going away for a few weeks, but it doesn't mean it's forever. We are com- going to come back and hit this, um, this book, this part four and five very strongly. And we're going to try to get this thing done. It has actually been a full year this month that we've been covering Oathbringer. And we've only finished wow. three parts. That's how meaty this novel is. Right. So any, uh, any words, Jack here? Yeah. I just want to say, uh, thank you so much to all of the listeners, uh, for your support. Um, and, uh, um, it's been, uh, an incredibly, um, interesting journey getting to this point of being able to help Linda. So I just want to say, um, to each and every one of you, I, definitely do not get to spend enough time with the community. I really, really wish I could spend more, um, with so many of you, uh, and interact with you. I really look forward to catch up where I can interact at will with, with everyone, but, uh, no, just a heartfelt, uh, thank you. And that I love each and every one of you, uh, so much. And, uh, I look forward to resuming our our podcast uh when we return it's cool so thanks um so yeah we uh we really love you if you want to be part of this uh um this com- little community that we're building here on discord go to patreon.com slash heroes of where you can um get the discord link and a little there's a bunch of different tiers little goodies here um we want to quickly give a shout out to Ilias Surden, one of our, our homies on Discord. He is um, uh, living in Israel right now. Um, he's fr- from Israel, and uh, we know that there is a lot of stuff going on. So our our you know our thoughts are with you, Ilya. We love you, buddy, and uh, stay safe. And um, I guess that goes for everyone that is going through uh, hard times around the world. Um, we we think of you, and hopefully our um, our stupid words um, uh, bring you solace and whatever it is that you're dealing with if you want to reach out to us and tell you uh, tell us you think that we were wrong when we said that um Teravangian was referring to the lesson when he talked about murders in the alley uh, you can do so at here's of at gmail.com reach out to us on instagram at the storm pod hit us up on the um uh, subreddit the storm pod or the facebook page the storm pod um we are very excited to start part four Uh, As soon as we can, we will. And as soon as you can hear us, you will. So thank you very much for listening to the show. We love you very much. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of... 
Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra.